Welcome back to B-Side Stories. Wellington Access Radio, 7.83 a.m. Over to Henry with the first guest. Thanks, Laura. So, about 2.5 million New Zealanders have KiwiSaver accounts, but most of us don't really have much idea about where our money is invested. And a couple of months ago, a number of KiwiSaver schemes were outed for having their investments and a number of dodgy-ish companies, companies that were investing in cluster bombs, nuclear weapons and landmines, um, and a number of other things. So our guest today, Damien Sligo-Green, is a financial advisor, a registered financial advisor, um, and has started his own social enterprise um, to help Wellingtonians understand KiwiSaver and uh, socially responsible investment. Welcome again, Damien. Kia ora. Thanks, Henry. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, so... What is socially responsible investment? Can, you, can it be defined? In a nutshell. Well, it's a, it's a good question, and I think this is where a lot of people actually have a few different interpretations around socially responsible investment. I guess an interesting exercise to do um, for listeners or for anyone else is to ask, what is it that you don't think is ethical to invest in? Because I think it can really be a range of different um, different activities, different business activities, if you're thinking specifically about organisations. but So maybe it's good to give some examples of what uh, KiwiSavers are invested in and what um, some people might consider as a bit dubious and strange. Well, a lot of, uh, a lot of light, as, as you say, came to the fact that a lot of KiwiSaver providers were actually investing in things like cluster bombs, landmines, tobacco, nuclear weapons. Those kind of stand out pretty blatantly, I think, as things that most people would prefer their funds not to be invested in. And certainly with the New Zealand um, government's own investments, so with the Superfund and ACC, they're prohibited from investing directly in companies which have more than a, um, more than a marginal amount of their business activities um, allotted or associated with those, mm-hmm. um, those kind of endeavours. Um, but... There, it, it, can, it can go a lot further than that. And I think a big one that a lot of people are considering these days, um, specifically given the, uh, the state of our climate, is oil. Mm-hmm. Um, fossil fuels, their extraction, their, um, their production, their distribution. Um, many KiwiSaver funds are still investing, or KiwiSaver providers and the funds they're managing are investing in fossil fuels. But there's also a range of other things. So, I mean, there's, there's armaments outside of cluster bombs. Mm. You, know, you, you might, might think um, Tomahawk missiles <laughs> are particularly socially responsible. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, so are, are all New Zealand KiwiSaver schemes, are they all invested in these things? Um, does it differ? It's, that's, that's an interesting question. If you are currently enrolled in KiwiSaver, it is possible to get a breakdown or a prospectus of the targeted investments that your KiwiSaver provider is investing in for your specific fund or funds. Um, but it's, it's kind of hard to know yeah. who or what they're invested in. And there's a few reasons for this. So a lot of people actually... Um, invest in what are called indexed funds. This is a little bit of basic KiwiSaver or investment knowledge. Please. Indexed funds are where, say, you have something like the New Zealand Stock Exchange. Um, it's kind of like going to the dairy and buying a dollar mixture. So you go into the dairy, you buy a dollar mixture, you try to pick the one without the black jelly beans, but you end up getting the one with you know, some there. other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I personally like black jelly beans. But, um, <laughs> but 
it's it's that level of investment oversight can be seen in some ways as being good financial management practice and that you're distributing your risk. Mm-hmm. But also you're not really making an active choice around what you're investing in or what you're not investing in. Yeah, so people aren't able to choose if they they can't they can't say to their QSA provider, I just want to have my investments in, in nice things like solar power and um, I don't know, like it w- it would lamb be, farms. <laughs> it, w- <laughs> it would be great if they could. Um, there, there. I mean, saying that there are some KiwiSaver providers out there that do offer socially responsible funds, but the way in which they do it is is effectively by negatively screening. So it's not saying I want to be invested in all these lovely things. It's saying I don't want to be invested in all of these nasty things. Mm-hmm. So where do you where do you think we should draw the line? Do you do you offer to your customers a, a sort of a clear cut? I'm only going to tell you to invest in in these socially responsible things, or do you leave it up to them? Well, that's that's a good question. I guess to, in terms of the kind of advice I, I give personally as a registered financial advisor, I can give class-based advice. So what it means is that I don't actually take your personal circumstances into account. Mm-hmm. I can help you you know, work through your risk profile, understand what the tax rate is that applies to your own, um, your own investments or investment returns. But I don't say, well, because of your overall financial objectives, here's where you should be investing in and in what proportions. But I can give information around different KiwiSaver, um, well, KiwiSaver providers and what, what they're investing in, as well as how KiwiSaver works, um, you know, some of the associated benefits, things like the Homestart grant, first-home buyer's withdrawal, all these kind of things. Okay, so if, if I went to you, you'd tell me, like, this is what you can do that's smart for your money, like in terms of getting the most return. And, but would you also be telling them what they could do to invest ethically? Well, if, if somebody's objectives as they assessed it themselves was to increase their money, um, you know, to, to obtain the greatest amount of growth in their KiwiSaver account as possible, then I could help direct them into the right, right fund. But specifically, I work with a one KiwiSaver provider who has got the most comprehensive socially responsible investment options. Uh, on the on the market in terms of the, what they negatively screen for and positively screen for. So negative screening, what I talked about before, is just kind of saying, oh, we're not investing in these bad things. But positive screening is actively searching for organisations that have got positive environmental, social um, governance policies and are consulting with Indigenous or localised communities as to as to what's going on. So... It's, it's kind of a lens that a fund manager will look through mm-hmm. in order to be able to determine what they should or shouldn't be investing in. So, I mean, can you give advice out over the radio? Is there, is there, can you say this is, the, this is the scheme you should be going to because it's the most ethically sound? Um, is, it, is, it, is that easy for people to find? Yeah, I mean, like, in, in, in all honesty, it is a heavily regulated industry. But what I can say is that uh, the reason I work with Booster and their socially responsible investment funds is because I found them to be the most comprehensive in terms of their socially responsible investment philosophy. Booster. I've never heard Booster. of them. They're Booster, not... yeah, they've been around for a while, but as Booster just for the last few months. So they were known as Grosvenor, mm-hmm. and Grosvenor has been around in New Zealand since 1998. Okay. Um, so if you're like me and you're quite lazy mm-hmm. and you've just like thrown your KiwiSaver into your same thing you have all your other money in your same bank I guess um, mm-hmm. whether that be Westpac or ANZ or what's the other one <laughs> Kiwi Bank yeah. um, then is the, are those funds likely to have some sort of dodgy investments and you would have to move to 
to something like Booster to, to get those ethical fun things. If if you haven't actively selected based on ethical principles where your KiwiSaver funds are invested, most likely you're probably investing in something which you don't think is ethical. Um, unless, of course, say you're in a conservative fund and conservative funds are predominantly uh, invested in what they call income assets. So it's things like cash or bonds. Mm-hmm. In that circumstance, you know, it's not, it's not an issue um, because you're, you're effectively investing in money in the bank. Mm-hmm. But you're not it's, – it's, there's interesting things there, which I think are, are really good to ex- jump into around what KiwiSaver investments actually look like because it's not like an interest-bearing account. You're investing in units. Um, and, and different Kiwis have So anyway, that's sure. a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I have a question, yeah, Damien. Yeah. I wonder, it, it, maybe you can't answer this, but it, sometimes when I think about my KiwiSaver and moving it to an ethical investment, it's kind of like drops in the ocean. Like, is it going to make a difference if I choose to put my measly fund, uh, measly savings into an ethical fund rather than just the default wherever it ends up? I, I think that's a really good question. I guess there are a few things to consider there. It's What is KiwiSaver and what was the intention of it in the first place? And I mean, it was set up back in 2007 to help supplement people's retirement incomes. But more recently, people are being able to use it or have been able to use it for a deposit on their first house. So in terms of what the overall effect of your KiwiSaver funds will have on, I mean, the wider world and and companies, I think it's an incremental thing. It's kind of the same question as what is my vote worth? But, I, I mean, if you look at the average KiwiSaver account, it's around about $15,000. If you have 1,000 people who have chosen to go into socially responsible investment, then you're looking at... Well, what's my calculations there? You're effectively looking at uh, $1.5 million. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. So, so yeah, it should be. Um, Are you sure you're registered? <laughs> um, doing calculations on the radio isn't, isn't, isn't the best. <laughs> the pressure's on. Yeah, the pressure's on. Just got to make sure it's completely right. But, yeah, so, I mean, if, if you think about that, that's, that's, a lot of, uh, that's a lot of influence you can effectively direct towards fund managers but also companies in terms of saying look I'm, I'm dedicated to investing in this and I don't want to invest in that but actually that's not even right there's 15 million dollars if we're thinking about 15,000 that's a heap of money yeah that's a heap of money it's way more than 1.5 I'm thinking in my head that's that's not even right 15,000 oh I haven't got that in my KiwiSaver yet yet but that's that's what the average KiwiSaver holds. Mm. So if you're looking at, at $15 million, that's a massive amount of influence that can be put um, politically, but also in terms of fund managers so that they can be aware of what their KiwiSavers are actually interested in. Mm. Sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess after the after the news about KiwiSavers having cluster munitions, you saw a lot of banks moving quite quickly to get out of that. And so there was this, this clear reaction that... Well, this clear belief that the public didn't want to have their money in that. That's right, and and I think they were. That's the really important part of the media. You know, they were responding to actual pressure from 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 the public, effectively, and the backlash there around where their money should be. But I think it's an it's an interesting one as that question as to w- what is ethical or what is socially responsible. There's a big difference, um, I think, in in terms of what people's personal perception of ethical investment is versus 
you know what what their KiwiSaver funds are actually investing in. Yeah. So there aren't a there aren't very many KiwiSaver providers out there who aren't investing in oil. There aren't very many who aren't investing in armaments in general. It's quite sad, really. Mm. Um, so do you think is it possible to be to have a socially responsible investments and to actually still make money? Or do if we want to be truly ethical, do we just have to to give up on making a profit? Yeah, I th- I think that's that's a really good question. I think it's definitely possible to still grow your investments and grow your investment returns while still making socially responsible choices. I mean, you look at all the kinds of um, companies out there that don't have unethical practices or aren't involved in things which are either destroying our shared environment or manipulating or abusing people. Um, there are a lot of companies out there who are doing amazing things, but aren't at all invested in that kind of um and and those kind of activities so i mean you look at things like tesla for instance you know that's a company that everybody loves i can't tesla who make electric vehicles tesla who make electric Another. vehicles yep um and i mean you know they're they're specifically doing things for the planet that are that are positive or neutral you might want to call it there's embedded carbon in what they're making but um they're they're helping people move towards a lower carbon future. And if we're looking at the shared health of our environment, um, realistically, I think most people in KiwiSaver want to make sure that they're invested in a future where they're, they're still alive and they're still able to breathe. Yeah. yeah. So if we can just direct our money towards all these cool businesses, we can make a better world. As <laughs> 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 cliche as that is. Um, so what's the, what are the, like, the couple of things that people can do if they want to start moving in this direction? I think a really good thing to do is to reach out to your KiwiSaver provider at the moment, um, have a chat to them and say that, hey, look, I'm, I'm interested in investing in these things. I'm not interested in investing in the following things. Can you confirm for me whether or not you're invested in these, um, these activities? The other big one is if you really want your KiwiSaver to be aligned with your ethics, then, then find a KiwiSaver provider who's willing to do that. I guess uh, the big other thing is if you're in Wellington, where I'm, I'm hosting a series of workshops. Uh, there's actually one at the Newtown Community Hall at 6 p.m. this Thursday, so two days from now. Um, and that's, that's public entry. It's welcome. So come along. There'll be cups of tea. We'll run through a few things, but I think a big thing is kind of financial literacy for people as well. There's a, there's a big aversion within New Zealand society towards... Um, understanding money and I think for good reason there have been a lot of people which have been pulling the rug over our eyes in terms of how it works and one of the things we're really looking to address is in a group context and with other people feel free about you know start feeling free and confident about talking about these kind of things Um, and the other one is you know knowing or working out where your money is but also where it should be so helping work out what your own risk profile is what your own tax rate is a lot of people are paying the default tax rate of 28% on their investments um and and it might not be suitable, depending on what their income is. Cool. Mm. So 6 p.m. on Thursday at the Newtown Community Centre, if you want to talk. Newtown Community Hall, oh. corner, corner of Constable, Constable and Daniel Street. Okay, that's an important distinction. Mm. Cool. So yeah, if you <laughs> want to talk to Damien um, and find out more, come along. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And sorry about uh, calculations, but uh, yeah, 15 million. <laughs>
<laughs> 15 million can make a big difference. Can make a big difference. I so. mean, I was impressed by 1.5 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounded like a lot to me. <laughs> oh, thanks for coming in, Damien. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm.